0: Hello, this is Catherine, and you're listening to The Thoughtful Runner. Today's subject is memory. Where shall we go today? The joy of running outdoors in the city is partly down to the number of routes you might choose from on any given day. Is it the park today, or the river? The time of day might colour this decision. Perhaps the Regent's Canal towpath on a Saturday morning is too much alive with bustle, whereas on a rainy, drizzling weekday afternoon, you might find no company beyond the coots and zoo animals here. The decision is nicest when it's just guided by feeling. I often like to run past buildings that capture my imagination, and in London there are plenty to choose from. Sometimes it's a comforting old pub that wafts beery damp smells through a creaking door, or sometimes the gothic turret of a bookshop that really shouldn't be a bookshop, couldn't be a bookshop, and yet somehow is. Or perhaps it's the campus of a university, alive with troubled young minds and carefree old-timers, living on a different plane, counting the minutes of a different sort of time. I might pick a narrow cobbled alley, or a sad churchyard, or a flaking Georgian square perhaps just a wide tarmac road with a rare view of the skyline. I've run enough of this city to know what I'll get and where. I know what I'll think of as I turn certain street corners. Something in the relationship of movement and place come together to a confluence in the idle runner's mind. And yet there was a time when I had never set foot in these places. What was I thinking the first time I crossed that bridge? The second... How do some memories or thoughts stick, and why don't others? When we talk of memory, we don't talk of something finite or universal, do we? Memory is something we all have, and yet it's unique to every one of us. Memory is something in the past. It's something that has gone, or finished, or been lost, and recovered, in some way. It's something that happens in our mind after an event or experience, and sometimes implants there and grows. When memories put down roots, like the plant, they start to create roots of a different kind. The roadmap to our lives and experiences is built by the memories that take hold and remain with us. Whether this is a place or a person or a pure feeling, a memory is a marker of where we are, where we've been and where we're going. Sometimes you don't even know they're there or want to. Our memories give context and meaning to the present, though. They frame how we think about ourselves and those around us, help us make choices in how to behave or which direction to move in. And as much as they can be errant, refusing to come when beckoned or bothering us when we wish to be left alone, they can also be tied up in specific locations. When do you ever run without, on some level, thinking about where you're going? Rarely, I should think, even if just unconsciously. Because there's a universe of references behind your eyes. Whatever input, be it smell, sight, sound, or whatever combination... You have spent your life making memories for a reason. And these are the things that inform our instincts. Tell us not to go down one street, or to turn back because the light has changed, or to take the right fork away from the marshland, or seek the horizon when we're lost, or look to the sky or the ground for clues on what route is right for us. Going somewhere against your will is deeply uncomfortable. We all know what it feels like to disregard an instinct. Some of us are very good at doing this all the same, of squashing doubts and overriding our learned impulses. Indeed, memories aren't always based on the best facts, are they? I'm afraid to walk beneath power lines or in the shadows of large buildings, and I'm quietly terrified of tunnels, but all these things feel uneasy because I'm naturally equipped to fear them. I've accidentally reinforced these fears through memories. It doesn't mean I'm going to avoid power lines or large buildings or tunnels, though. It would be tricky. Because on the positive side, memories can help us learn and change. They signal to us a direction when we need it most. I mean out on a run, when you're lost or keen to make it home before the rain starts, but also metaphysically. Okay, I'll say it, spiritually. Memories are there to feed our instincts and to offer new ideas, not to go unchallenged. But memories can't be controlled, can they? Not always. They can't be selected or tampered with, nor can they be reliable or pleasant all the time because they're almost entirely made of feelings, often subjective, often raw, often based on the imperfect fretwork of one moment in time. This week brought the autumnal equinox, a holy, spiritually important time of year for some, and for others simply the annual turning of the season. The trees, parched and faded, now crinkle into a vibrant, culminating dance of decay. The sun is lower, the light takes on a different quality, and the air is just clearer even here in the city. It's cooler, entering the lungs on a cold morning and chasing away the new sleepiness that comes with the darker dawn. As you step outside in the first sharp days of autumn, you can almost see the night slip around the street corner, like the coattails of a stealthy stranger. Your bones feel different. Suddenly, summertime is a memory. Nostalgia arrives, for conkers, nervous first days, wellingtons kicking up leaves or raindrops rolling down the misty fog of a window. Teaspoons chinking on mugs, cold flagstone floors on your feet and the sudden comfort of a soft scarf as a new old wind tickles your neck. Autumn Sundays end more suddenly. We hold each other closer, willing against decline. Is it magic? Is it sadness? I've always loved this time of year. I always had, anyway. Now the sadness is there and I know it's nothing to do with new beginnings. But I also know it can be again. Feelings, through memories, have the ability to transport us, to take us out of one time and place us in another. Every now and again you'll have a dream that does the same, and don't you wake up unsettled, grasping for the present. For what is past is past, and we know that. When things are gone, our memories step in to preserve them. A process not entirely made of will begins, and shapes the old season into something you don't feel now but will in time, with all the nostalgia and grief and joy as your first pair of school shoes Remember today. Memory will amplify and colour the feelings, sowing into them new depths and energies with each reflection. Their absence leaves us weightless, confused as to our direction. And that brings us back to place. In both senses, upon being physically in one location, you can recall the thoughts and feelings that you had here, to the point that these thoughts and feelings become habitual and automatic. In the other sense, reflection upon a memory can transport you to that place in all but physical form. Memories seem to form the link between our physical presence and the vapour of our beings. And in this way, we're connected across time and place to another, and to other versions of ourselves, through shared experiences. Let's take an example. I can close my eyes now and be running through the common at Blackheath. The wind is whipping my hair, lips dry. My lungs are hot from climbing the hill from Lewisham. I leave the well-worn path and the grasses tug at my shoes as each foot rises. The sky is grey. There's one image, but I can feel a certain day in this memory. One run of many runs, when I made my way across that path. I remember what and who I was thinking about. I remember looking about for the Hare and Billet pub, wondering which direction it was in. This is my own habitual memory, so specific to that place that I remember remembering taking the bus there one night the warm faces, the slight awkwardness of a long, wooden table. Abated with a generous wine, and then another, and then another, and then the cab home, shots of vodka, Good nights all round. A one-off sequence I remembered then, and will remember remembering, every time I go there, in my mind or in person, it doesn't matter. It's a memory I like, a memory of being welcomed into something. Perhaps it was more than one night in reality. A reference point to a bigger feeling. If I went up to Blackheath tomorrow, would I recall this? Yes. I might not choose to consider it, but the memory would offer itself. This is what this place means. It's so much more than a piece of earth. It's a reference point. An emotional longitude. Plenty of people run here and don't think about a night out that I had at the pub, but, for me, layer upon layer of thoughts and feelings collect here like an unseen cloud that only I can pass through. And although the sky here is wide and empty... There are many clouds like this that only others see. I'll put an end to the indulgent reflection now. I think autumn brings out in the best of us, and the worst. What's the intention of my sharing this observation with you? Well, not only to cherish old places for the memories they hold, but to look forward to the new ones. Wherever you are at this moment, you might be going through something that will stay with you. Whatever the makeup or meaning of your day whether you're running now, walking, or doing something else, isn't it funny how you can entirely miss the importance of a moment and a place when you're in it and present? And it's interesting to think that, even if this day seems to be the most ordinary and endless, the tomorrow will come, and you may look back on today with nostalgia. All of this serves as a reminder of the importance of the present, of course, because in the moments when you feel most distant from yourself or others, most disconnected from your past, there might be rare opportunities to build something new, to choose and place meaning into the present and inform the person you and your memories will one day become. Perhaps even to breathe new life into what has passed and to give new meaning to what will come. Wherever you are right now, I hope you look back on this place with joy.